1: This episode is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have Grammy Award-winning producer, recording artist, and songwriter, Hit Boy. Coming up, I talk to Hit Boy about his new single, Scholar. What inspires him musically? and what sacrifices he continues to make to be successful at his craft. Up next, Hit Boy. Let's go. Another day is here
0: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi,
1: I'm Jalen Rose and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events and everything in between. Download the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. This week's theme is Elevate Your Inner Circle. It is extremely important to be around those that encourage you to be your best self. Sounding yourself with those that lift you up and inspire you is not a luxury. It's a key to connecting to your true self and tapping into joy. I say this to myself all of the time. When I'm looking down at my phone, I get a text. When I'm looking down at my email, that people come into your life for four reasons: to add, subtract, multiply, or divide. Choose wisely. Take a moment. Figure out which friends are the ones that truly add to your life. Find out which colleagues at your job or people that you can actually learn from and not be jealous of or hate on, but also they want you to succeed. Look for a partner who raises you up rather than holds you down. And trust me, there are people out there who don't wanna see you win. Who you decide to let in your circle really matters. Once you make those moves and create a space for yourself, where you can thrive, Biggie said it, the sky's the limit. My next guest understands the power of bringing out the best in others. Hit Boy is a Grammy Award winning producer and rapper who has crafted beats for everybody. Kanye West, Big Sean, Travis Scott, Beyonce. I could go on and on and on. By doing so, he helped define the sound of hip hop in the 2010s. Coming up, I talked to Hitboy about what it was like making musical history with Nas, how he developed his versatility, and what advice he would give for those trying to make beats and following his footsteps. Up next, Hitboy. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. My next guest is The Sound of Music, a three-time Grammy Award-winning producer, recording artist, songwriter, and the mind behind some of rap's Soul hip-hop's greatest hits and albums. He got a new single out right now. It's called Scholar, featuring 24 and Devin Morris. He has an upcoming EP due to be released this fall. It's my honor to welcome Hit Boy
0: to yes, the sir, show. Yes, sir. Respect, man. That was an incredible intro, man. I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, family. Well-deserved. And I'm a huge fan. And I know about your story, but I'm going to ask you the questions like I don't know anything. So first thing, what was it like for you growing up in Cali and where did you
0: realize you had a passion for music? Um, it was, it was solid growing up out here, man. I, um My my uncle was in a group called Troop. So early on in my, uh, you know, my early days, I watched this whole process. Like I got to go to video shoots. I got to go to studio sessions, like, you know, the fashion, just the whole lifestyle. Like I, I got to see that, you know, side of things. So I was already kind of Getting bred for it without even realizing it, it was, it was just downloading into my DNA. So that was a good thing about you know just being out here, just all the creativity and the people that you know was doing something you know with music or just something in the arts. So, in Scholar, you talk about
1: dropping out. So, I have to ask you, when did you realize that it was going to be music or nothing?
0: Honestly, man, I uh I would say 10th grade because I uh I was hoping I actually uh played basketball my whole ninth grade year. And then I was about to start playing my sophomore year. And uh, I started making beats like a couple weeks before the season started. And so I told the coach, this is 2000, like what, to 2003. Mm-hmm. So, You know, it wasn't that popular for people to be making music or albums out of their bedroom at that time. So when I went back and told the coach, like, you know, I'm not I'm not hoping no more. I'm about to go home and make beats every day. He was like, what are you talking about? Like, he was confused. And I just knew back then I was like, man, I'm doing this one way or another. I don't care how I go down. Like, I'm gonna make music. So tell me about that process. What
1: school? When did you decide once you decided, like, where were you doing the beats? Like, what was your first beat like? Talk to me about that process.
0: Yeah. I was going to uh Colton High School out in the Inland Empire. I went there for my ninth grade, tenth grade, and then actually in uh when I was in eleventh grade, I realized that if I go to a continuation school, that I can get out of school early, and then that would give me more time to make music. So I, I I went and asked my mom if I could do that, and she was with it. She was supportive, and that was another thing, like you know, having the support of my mom. She um. You know, she would let me make music all hours, man, like loud as I pretty much want to. Her friends would come through. Even family members would come through and be like, like, why do you let him just make this random noise? Like, it's just too loud. Like, what's going on? And she just was like happy that I was in the crib doing something productive. And, uh, so, yeah, that was dope. So your versatility
1: in this space is unmatched. You credit it right now with Beyonce, on Beyonce's new project.
0: Uh, You worked with Mariah Carey. That's that's still on the hush. Okay,
1: well, I I mean, I found that on the internet. I found that on the internet. No, no,
0: I know, I know, I know. I just like (laughs) to like until her album drop. I'm not, you know, I can't get my hopes up because that's that's like I feel like any producer, any genre, whether it's rap, rock and roll, R and B, pop, like that's they're all submitting music to Beyonce. So you got millions of people to beat out to even you know get on the album. So that's just if I, you know, if it really go down, it's an honor. But I still. It's like unbelievable still to me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. To be in consideration. But I just want to talk about your versatility.
1: Like you mentioned, like having a family member in troupe and doing songs with Ariana Grande and Rihanna. But like hip hop as an artist, but also as a producer. Yay, Jay, Game, Kendrick, my brother, Big Sean. Like where did your versatility come from?
0: honestly just uh staying a fan of music being a fan of music and staying a fan like i um you know i like you know not to say like i don't take myself serious but it's like you know i'm always kind of in a fan mode i want to enjoy music still like even though i make it myself so i feel like that that um just that love for it just allows me to dive into you know different bags and that's um That's something that I just kind of practice as well. Like, you know, I never wanted to sound the same. I want, I want every beat to cater. Like, you know, when I'm doing Nas, King's disease or magic, it's a, it's a specific thing. Like I'm not giving him the same beats that I'm going to give, you know, whoever else, it's just like, I really want it to be in that pocket for that artist. Let's talk a little bit more about Big Sean, my brother, our
1: brother. I was so very blessed that he shouted me on what a life y'all crushed that. He's been a guest on this show. Him and his love. Congrats bride. to him too, man. He yes. got a seed on the way. That's yes. beautiful, man. I How love beautiful, him. right? I well deserved. Absolutely. Yeah. So what has it been like working with him and following his yeah, career? Nah,
0: yeah. I've been uh working with Sean for a long time, actually, like over 10, 11 years, probably longer than that. And uh, you know, our bond just like is developed, you know, on a friendship level, but just, just on a music level, I feel like he's pushed me to the point where it's like, you know, don't settle on your first idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might do something that I think is incredible and he like, he's he'll take it, listen to it for a few days and be like, nah, I think I can level that up. I can you know, say it in a quicker, more clever way, and, you know, just to see him put these words together like that. It's like unbelievable. And it's just like pushed me to just like take a little more time with what I'm saying and what I'm doing musically and just like, don't settle on the first idea, just keep fleshing it out, building it out until it's his best form, you know?
1: Absolutely. You'll appreciate this analogy. So drafting Magic, to me, boosted Kareem and kept him young. They won their first game, Magic jumping all on him, hugging him. Yeah. To me, that's what you did for Nas in a lot of ways. Like, all-time great and, like Dre, very particular about when they're going to put stuff out. Yeah, and then you guys give us back to back classic yeah. albums with King's Disease. Love. Talk about that process of working with the legendary Nasir Jones.
0: Man, I can't even believe that we are on our fourth album already in two years. Man, like, just it's just been a a natural momentum, a organic, just wave. Like we we're not forcing it. We want to get to the studio and make music. Like you know, I feel like. You know sometimes you'll be in the process and like you know we on our fourth joint now like sometimes you might lose momentum but like even just like you know going through the KD 3 stuff like the next album i'm just like man we, we really in that groove still and it's just a beautiful thing for him to still be inspired for all that he's accomplished and who he is you know so just we kind of like on the same level we just feel like We've got something to prove like to ourselves, you know, that we can just keep leveling up the product every time. And That's been like the general consensus is that like, wow, KD2 is better than KD1, Magic better than KD2. So it's like that's kind of the that's the bar we've set. Absolutely. And
1: for for artists that were lost way too young, by the way, anybody that's, you know, dying very young is relative. But I mean, like artists. So, like, in Detroit, we had Blade Icewood. We lost him way too young. In the Bay, they had Mac Dre, lost way too mm. young. And that's how I feel about Nipsey. And exactly. And the thing I loved about him so much is he sounded so much older than he actually was. Like, he was so mature.
0: Yeah, that, that's that knowledge, man. He just was, like, you know, street smart, book smart really into like even just like, you know, his his latest years, like him going so heavy on tech and just being a part of like the newest waves, like working with, you know, just with his dispensary, with his clothes, the way he was rolling things out, like he was forward thinking. So he was, you know, obviously wise behind beyond his years. Do you have like a song that you listen to or that you reminisce
1: about or that you play that Y'all did a lot of stuff together, but you like, this is the one.
0: I mean, I would have to for sure say Racks in the Middle because like we just like it was such a connection at that time. Like we had we was cool for a long time. We had worked on other projects. He has, you know, rapped on some of my my stuff. I produced on his mixtapes, his, uh, you know, his projects and for us to come together and make Racks in the Middle in his last days and just how much he was committed to getting over here to the studio and, and really locking in with me and really flushing out the verses, like him doing three verses on his, like, mm. you know, really his last song, like people don't even do three verses no more. Mm. So for him to want to get that out and it, it, you know, it go on to win the Grammy and just like, just be revered. So crazy is it's like, it was a movie for me for real. There
1: are so many people that look like us that want to do what we're doing. They want to yeah. work in sports play sports, be in entertainment, be a producer, be an artist. You do it all, but it's only 24 hours in the day. Can you please acknowledge for the audience, the time, the energy, the sacrifices you make oh, in man. order to not only be successful, but to continue to be great at your craft?
0: Oh man, it's a, that's like half of the whole world of what's going on. Just like the struggle is a part of it. Just like you know, figuring out, you know, scheduling, like you got family time. Like I got a two year old son, you know, so sometimes, you know, I might have to bring him to the studio. I'm I'm working on, you know, game album. I'm working on Nas album. I'm working with Big Sean. Like he might be like sitting next to them while they writing a verse. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm over here producing. And it's just like, I just got to do what I got to do to just like have him be a part of the energy because that's what's going on right now. So it's like really by any means necessary, man, you got to really, just apply, you know, as much energy as, energy as you possibly can, just be, especially if you want to achieve greatness. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. Like, us sitting here making the, the King's Disease albums, like, we're not just sitting here playing around. Like, we're thinking about every single step, every single line, every single piece of music. Like, it's like a lot of dedication and sacrifice. So I want to be the next hit
1: boy. And I don't have a blank check to go buy all of the necessary equipment in my mind. So are there a couple of things you can say to an aspiring producer that a couple of things that they can get to kickstart their opportunity to start making and producing stuff?
0: Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like it's easier than ever these days. Like, you know, it was starting to get, know a lot easier around my era when I was coming up you know trying to be a producer but now I feel like you can go on youtube and you can download sounds you can go on google and easy you know easily download programs to make beats with so just utilize everything you know and if you don't have the budget just google the free version until you can afford to pay for it because that's what you know I did and a lot of producers that you know people respect they started that way as well like we was on them lime wires and we was on Kaza and just really like downloading the free FL, whatever we get our hands on. So now you can do that and you could also go to YouTube and you can watch tutorials of other people making beats and just kind of get a step by step, you know, thing with it versus back in the day. You couldn't really do that. You had to learn by just pulling up on people and just hope that you can get around. You know somebody that's on a professional level, but now you can you can literally watch me make beats on YouTube. You can watch Boy Wonder, you can watch Metro Boomin. So it's like that's so much free game, and it's just like a free world at this point. You can make a song and just upload it yourself now to Apple Music and all that. So just take advantage of everything.
1: How important is it for you because you do it in everything? as an artist and as a human being you you you, yeah. you you represent LA southern california 10 toes down your fashion your vocab everything so what inspired you musically as you started to get into the art
0: Man, definitely, like, um, it was, it, at first, it was the R&B, like, my, you know, my family, obviously, my, my uncle being in the r b group, but him playing Mary J. Blige, and then my, my grandma playing, like, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, and stuff like that, but then it developed, you know, early 90s, when I'm like, turning like five, six years old, I'm hearing a lot of gangster rap. So Murder Was The Case was like my favorite thing to watch every day at the school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the VHS, I had the VHS, the Snoop Dogg tape. And then um, uh, Today Was A Good Day, like I would rap that song for my people's like at family functions and just a lot of gangster rap, real West Coast heavy influence. So that's all rooted in me. But then my, my I feel like my versatility comes from the fact that In my, you know, my beginning stages, I was listening to a lot of R&B and pop and just like those big chord changes and drum breaks and just like the musicality of it all. But then I kind of got the linear approach from hearing the gangster rap. So it's kind of all mixed in with me. What about being a dope producer, Grammy Award, three time Grammy
1: Award winning producer, but you also a dope artist back in traffic,
0: scholars out. Like oh, just talk about Corsa, that, man. I got the course T on right now. I don't know if y'all can see that. Yeah. Me, and Dom, yeah, me and Dom Kennedy. That's one of my closest homies and closest collaborators, man. Um, just um, I'm locked in. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like kind of just all one thing for me. It's just music. So whether I'm able to help songwriter, I'm able to help produce, or I'm laying a verse or or a hook, whatever it may be, I just want it to be a quality piece of music.
1: And you're doing your thing. It seems like. A song I saw recently that you did with Game was personal. I love my life was never easy, yeah. but it seemed like that had an extra bounce to it. That I was a moment. Talk to me about that moment from NWA and Easy. And Chuck right. Taylor right. and yeah. you and like talking through being that. From Compton,
0: just the whole yes. Compton connection with the easy Sample. And then, you know, me not, you know, working with Ye for a while. And then that being to find like the connection that linked us back in. We was able to put that song out and it went crazy. That was just a real good moment, man. and uh, Got a credit game for putting that, you know, battery and everybody back and having the energy and booking the studio time and really just digging deep with what he, you know, believe in.
1: How important now that you and Ye have been back in the studio together, like how important do you feel like that was for the get for the culture, for the for the industry?
0: I mean. We made some legendary stuff, man. So it's like just kind of just like something to look forward to. That's how I look at it. Like, you know, now that we got like a, a cool line of communication, it's like you never know what could happen. So just like, you know, just having that fresh energy, and just like knowing what was possible, like knowing that we can make a, a in Paris level record or we can make a click level record. Like just like ain't no telling what's next.
1: Absolutely. And again, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. But before I let you get out of here, here, boy, and by the way, I'm gonna write a column about this in the New York Post as well, because I appreciate you taking the time. I have a rapid fire segment sponsored by the Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. You ready to do this? Let's go. Name an up and coming musical artist that more people should know about.
0: I'm gonna say the homie Spank Nitty James. He from the IE, around the area I'm from, yeah.
1: What's your go-to food spot when you're in Pasadena?
0: Pasadena, wow, that's a good one. Um, I'ma say the Roscoe's on Lake.
1: Yes, yes. Man. You've already worked with so many big names as I've acknowledged. Who's one musician you haven't worked with that you love to?
0: Man, I'ma say Kodak Black. I say, it, I say it all the time. I think we, if we ever linked up, it'd be crazy. He crushed it on Kendrick. Yeah, for sure. Jeez, hearing them, they, they went crazy. Yeah, nah, he's he one of them ones, man.
1: Yes, last yes. And lastly, your EP is going to be released this fall, and I can't wait for it. What can fans expect to hear from your
0: new music? Uh, they can expect to hear my perspective on, you know, all my life, you know, they can expect to hear some some fly talk, and they can expect to hear some quality beats man just like fresh flows fresh ideas man i'm uh, i'm hyped to release
1: well i know you're always in the studio and i spend time in la so hopefully i get a chance to come break bread watch you work and i appreciate you joining the show thank you anytime
0: keep me posted yes sir yes sir that's
1: love last call last
0: call
1: I'd like to thank Hit Boy for stopping by the podcast. And make sure to check out his newest single, Scholar. I find it truly impressive how his talent and vision is still a major influence in so many songs today. One thing that stuck out to me about Hit Boy is how he credits his music versatility to staying a fan of music, being a student of his craft. Sometimes being successful you can easily cut off things that don't sound like your comfort zone. In particular, in music, different styles, different art forms. But he doesn't do that. He could have just chosen to stay in one lane. But at the end of the day, he is just a fan like everyone else, a producer, an artist, a writer. He still actually learns from his peers and allows himself, to enjoy music, despite all of the time he spends in the studio. He got a small son. He's in the studio with him. He's doing songs with everybody. I was surprised that he had time to do the interview. He's a reminder that no matter how high you get, you should still remember to give yourself time to appreciate everything that's happening around you. What kind of music are you a fan of at this time? Whatever it is, music is an amazing art form that keeps us bonded to every culture, our emotions, and what it means to be human beings. I'm the Renaissance
0: Man. See you next week.